Welcome to the Land Cave, where we are living as nerds. You can like and follow us at facebook.com slash the Land Cave, where we go live each and every Thursday right, evening for our weekly off. gaming and nerd podcast, as well as other times throughout the week. If you can't watch us live, that's okay. You can watch the VOD over at youtube.com slash the Land Cave, and you can listen to us on each and every podcast service that exists in the entire world. <laughs> now on with the show. Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, and I didn't turn the lights on. But joining me always is Owen. It's November. It is November. Can you believe it? Not really. No. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy year. It feels like 2020 never ended. And then 20, and really it's like 2020 became 2021. But, uh... It's like we got a second. At the same November. time, it's also like blowing by. Yeah. Uh, See, it feels like we got a second. No, like we're getting Christmas again because we just had Christmas. But right. I think that's yeah. It's it's been it's been a weird year. But we talk about gaming news and stuff like that. And we try not to dwell on too many things. Try to be uplifting and positive as we talk about nerdy stuff and and, and video games mostly. Um, and we do dwell on like Star Wars. Yeah, we do talk about some. We do dwell on Star Wars. We got some Star Wars. Did you see the trailer? I did. Yeah. I commented on it on my main page. Yeah. I love it. Uh, You do? Yeah. Yeah. You're not uh, not digging it? I got to see an episode. There's just... There's something about it that didn't really... I don't know. I like the premise in terms of like doing mm-hmm. showing some gangster stuff in star wars i like that like kind of some underworld like stuff like that that's that's something that i think is cool yeah um but there's something about i don't know the dude playing boba fett like even though he was uh it's Django, right the same guy who played Django. yeah yeah same guy so but he's also like i don't know not that great of an actor i would agree from my memory yep, yep. <laughs> and you know thank goodness that um uh my win my win yeah uh is is there because she is excellent and also an awesome action star so i'm looking forward to her being in there but like it's it's him it's not the premise it's not the it's not even the fact that it's boba fett it's just kind of how's he going to do when I don't remember him being a good actor to begin with and so there there was just something in the trailer that was kind of off yeah for me I think yeah some of his line delivery I don't know if it's his voice or what by the way it doesn't I don't know if you're not if you're coming through the right mic there if you want to check that um yeah I don't know if it was like the line delivery or what I I do feel like similarly uh his performance in Mando like wasn't you know incredibly strong um and he's also doing like i don't think his voice is like this normally like it seems like he's purposely making it even gruffer um which i don't know like to me it sounds like he's like forcing that and it just kind of i don't know kind of is weird i i like 
I, I get what you're saying on that. I like everything else that I've seen on here, like Thorian here, uh, seeing all of the the underworld stuff, seeing all the captains. Like I, I felt like I was watching something like Godfather when he's talking about like you guys were Java's captains and now you're gonna work for me or whatever. Like, like I thought that was kind of cool. Um, or he was saying Java ruled with, with with fear. I'm I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a respect. Um, I thought that was cool. Like this right here with the, the table and stuff. It says that we're playing Mist. I don't know. On uh, what? Facebook Apparently somewhere it does. Oh, on, on Twitch it looks like because we had a couple people drop in and say this does not look like Mist. That's odd. Yeah, we'll we'll fix that. Uh, so we're we're using a third party to to stream. It's not supposed to. Uh, it's supposed to be um, you know, podcasts on there. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in there while we're while we're talking, but we also got uh, a new trailer from Morbius. I don't know if you saw that one. I didn't. I yeah. saw some commentary on Twitter like, "Why is Morbius supposed to be cool?" And I think that that's a fair question to ask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I will say I know that they've um, uh, what was it that people were saying like, "Oh no, this is uh, you know this is the anti-hero version of Morbius and." Um, it's weird going into that, but at the same time, we kind of did that with uh, Venom as well. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's it's weird because I don't want to root for Morbius, um, and I don't particularly like Jared Leto as a person. Um, so I'm I'm curious. I don't know about, enough about him personally. I know a lot. And I don't want to like go go off on it here, but like that's fine. I mean. Yeah, um, it's it's like there are certain actors that I'll I'll watch where I'm like, okay, I, I think they're they're great performers. I don't think Jared Leto is a bad actor, but I'm I think he's a good actor. But I don't know why I'm supposed to watch this if I wasn't already a fan of of the character. I don't know if I'm even considered a fan of the character. I don't know. Um, I'm not as hyped about that. I'm also not hyped about Eternals, and I feel weird saying that because like I love the Marvel movies, but. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. And it's gotten some pretty low ratings, too. I don't know if you saw that. It's the, yeah, it's the first MCU movie with a rotten rating. Yeah. And I, that, which doesn't and make me feel better. Which does not make me feel better about, like, I, I am, I think this is the first MCU movie I, I currently don't have plans to see in the theaters. Uh, I've seen every single other MCU movie. I saw Shang-Chi. Um, no, actually, I didn't see Black Widow. So, second. Um, but uh, yeah, I was never going to see it in the theaters anyway, and so yeah. I feel justified. Yeah, uh, in that, uh, and then hopefully, actually, I think Shang Chi is supposed to come to Disney Plus this month, and so I feel good about that. Um, yeah, I think that's. Gonna I feel like there's. I feel like there was like a big date that was going to happen. Um. I know we're and then we're getting uh, Hawkeye um, later. Yeah, Disney Plus November. Which totally uh, diehard vibes from Hawkeye, by yeah. the way. Like everything about that just screamed diehard to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe we need to play some Mist, man. Uh, maybe you, maybe you know, I do. The, get a couple Twitch people in there just yeah. wanting to see some Mist. <laughs> I guess I should play some more Mist. I haven't played Mist in a while, uh, but yeah, um, definitely. Funny. Yeah, I definitely need to. I, I, I wouldn't mind dropping in there if I knew some people were going to get in there and like it, it watch me struggle because I think that's part of like the fun of Mist is like trying to figure stuff out. So 
yeah, maybe you I'll mean the backseat I'll driving. Yeah, I don't. Well, in mist, I don't mind that though, because like I, I, I'll hit a wall pretty easily, pretty quickly, and uh, maybe actually beneficial <laughs> for uh, for mist for some backseat driving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So but, next, uh, not this mm-hmm. Friday, but next Friday, both Jungle Cruise and Shang Chi on Disney Plus. So that's okay. a pretty good weekend. Next Jungle weekend. Cruise is really good, by the way. Um, I really, I really liked it. It's a fun romp. Um, so glad I forgot that wasn't on Disney Plus because I paid for the uh, for the, for yeah. the uh, premium. I just uh, bid on that. I just well, as much as I as much as I love the Rock, he doesn't yeah. need my money. Not that any of them really need my money, but <laughs> the. He is consistently a C, like his movies are just right in that 70s category, like 7 out of 10 movies. And while that's absolutely a fine Mm -hmm. niche to carve out for yourself, and I love that he, like, I I actually read his whole uh, article in Vanity Fair. Yeah. And where he was talking about, like, his goal isn't necessarily to, like, be the best actor in the world or anything like that. He's like, if I, if I entertain somebody, then I did my job and I respect that because he's always been an entertainer ever since his days in wrestling. And he was one of the best at wrestling. And so he's every movie that I've ever seen that he's in, I at least had a good time, but it was a thing of, am I willing to pay $30 for that good time? No, I'm already paying the monthly service, so I'll just wait. So I'll, I'll be, I'll definitely be checking that out uh, probably next weekend. Maybe yeah. that if, if it's clean, if it's PG enough, I might do it while Ted's awake. But otherwise, we'll watch it after. I, you after know, he goes I don't. To bed. I don't remember offhand. You may want to check up some reviews. I feel like it was relatively kid friendly. Relatively, um, I don't remember. I don't his, remember his inter- violence. His in uh, Emily Blunt's interviews were not kid friendly. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Uh, not kid friendly, but he like he pursued her to be in the movie. Apparently, like he really wanted her in the movie, and and their chemistry is great. Like seeing the two of them, like uh, you know, um, riffing off each other is really great. And if you're a fan of you, you you have not been to Disney World, right? Or since you were a kid, is that right? I can't remember. Long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, long, long time. There's a ton of references to the ride. And uh, there's certain spiel like if you're on the Jungle Cruise ride, there's certain things that they all that usually they say that are like little jokes. Um, there, there's a lot of references to it. You can still you'll still enjoy it, but a lot of the corny jokes are like straight up from the uh, from the ride. Um, but yeah, so in, enjoy that. Uh, I guess later this month. Uh, what you, what you been yeah. playing? On? Uh, me and the wife finished up uh, Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah. Um, obviously, again, can't like go too much into it because it's primarily a story-based game. But it, it probably it probably put itself at my second favorite uh, of the Life is Stranges. So there's three. There's now f- this is now the fourth mm-hmm. installment in the in the franchise. So the second one, all be all mainly because of chapters um, four four and five or three and five there's one where it's just particularly fun like they add this cool rpg element to it it, because they're uh without spoiling too much there's a larp uh that that occurs and that makes it entertaining there's actually some really good music in that great soundtrack as always for life is strange but chapter five is very uh i didn't quite tear up but there's Mm -hmm. definitely like some emotional 
moments that come with it uh, that that really hit you in the face, make you want to spend more time with your kid, be a good be a good parent, and all that good stuff. Uh, uh, so definitely recommended. Um, yeah. This one was like the full price at the $60, but I actually have already seen it on discount. Um, so, you know, if you were a fan of the series so far, mm-hmm. I definitely say pick it up and play through it at some point. It was it was solid. And then today, literally this, e- this evening, I started Metroid Dread for about an hour and it's already very hard. <laughs> yeah, a little cha- challenging. Yeah. I, I I'm terrible. That's I'll say that much. I'll go into it more next week after I put in some more more time into it. But I was not expecting the difficulty curve to be like very early on and there there definitely is just some stress inducing moments where like I'm like fumbling around with the yeah. controls because I'm not quite used to it. So is there a difficulty like uh, a setting on it? I mean no, okay. Nope. Okay. It is what it is. Yeah, because I was gonna say you you were uh, yeah, the there's some I guess you know similar to Dark Souls. In that case, it's like that's kind of how they designed the game, and you have to learn how to play the game the way they designed it, which can be good, but yeah, maybe frustrating for you. Hopefully, I just wish it was twin stick. That's yeah. the only thing that that's my only like. I wish that they had made Samus's stuff bumpers and her aim right stick mm-hmm. movement left stick. I think that that would have. Um, I think that would have been better, but it's aim, just it, how do you it's aim just aim with it. So, with your left stick while yeah. you're firing, depending on where you're pointing, it'll oh. point, and then you can also hold down L, mm. and Samus will sit, stand still, and you can aim okay. that way. And so it's just not, I'm just not good at it yet, so I'm just not fluid. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. not, I'm just not rolling into it. Hopefully I do get good at it. The other thing that I miss, I miss my, <laughs> I miss my grip already. I need the new one to come out. I almost bought those ergo controllers yeah. uh, this week just because I'm already tired of holding my Joy-Cons again, but it's supposed to come out, I think, in a week or two, so hopefully I get it soon. <laughs> I say, that's, that's not too bad. I mean, ho- I mean, I don't know how many hours you put you put it on the Switch, but like, I usually, I used to be able to play it for, you know, a good 30 or 40 minutes and I was okay, but now that i got the grips, like, yeah, I'm, I'm spoiled too, so yeah, I, I get that, yeah. man. I get that. Um, I've been you, playing more. You Death still you, you making zip lines? Yeah, and not making zip lines yet, but I've been, pl- I've been playing more Death Stranding. Um, and uh, I I I really, other than the BTS, like I really like the game. Um, the only reason I don't like them is the the encounters happen and it just kind of throws off my groove. Um, you threw off my groove. Yeah, it's like it's it, it's annoying and. I get that there's, I get that they're supposed to be like ridiculous, like you know, to um, to to fight. Um, and I will say, at least you do eventually start getting some like weaponry that combats them, so that made it better. Um, I would say if you, Aren't if you're just some, supposed to avoid them. You're supposed to avoid them if you can. I'm I'm pretty bad at avoiding them. Uh, I'll be I'll I can totally uh, you know own up to that. Uh, I try to avoid them. I usually don't, or I get too gutsy. Um, I did get a, uh, a bike. It's like a trike thing. Um, and that definitely helped. Uh, definitely helped like in, in avoiding them to an extent, but like, if you don't avoid them, they can like basically stop you, even though you're like riding down, you know, riding on a motorcycle, like they can basically stop your motorcycle 
so it, it, that kind of was annoying to me. But I know that's kind of the point of the game. Uh, but uh, also doing a to lot annoy, of to annoy you. Well, they're supposed to be like uh, bothersome, but I've also been doing a lot of house cleaning, so I throw some Marie Kondo in here because I'm doing some cleaning and some like, you know, some uh, some decluttering. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not this much into it uh, or anything, but thought like little throwback as I'm like, you know, going through stuff. I immediately I'm I'm, I'm looking at things and I'm like, does this spark joy? Um, you know, so I thought I'd do a little throw a little throwback there to uh, what was that? It's a- year? It feels like years. Uh, and there's a new one now. Uh, it's oh, like really? only like three or four episodes. She goes into like small businesses oh, okay. and helps them kind of declutter their small business space also um, to, to help with that. Is you know, I uh, I enjoy her. Yeah. And not, I think she's maybe a little out there sometimes in terms of her, her zenness, but mm-hmm. she, I know that she's, at least outwardly speaking, she's a lot happier person than I am in real life. So she's doing something right. That's true. I I enjoy her, her spirit. Mm-hmm. I enjoy her can do. Mm-hmm. Like can do is not even the right word, but just the the thing of it. It's a very simple phrase mm-hmm. to ask. Mm-hmm. Does this spark joy? But it's a completely legitimate question that we should be asking more often yeah. when it comes to healthy things. Like for example, video games. Like. I find video games to be, as long as, you know, you keep them in control, a reasonably healthy hobby compared to a lot of other things. And so when it comes to things like the fact that I like buying video games, even though Mm -hmm. I'm not playing every single game that I buy, I enjoy that thing of putting it on my shelf. And it's just part of the collection. adding that there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm living living within my means. And Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. okay that I want to spend my money on. Yeah. <laughs> and well, even just taking that moment of, of being like, is this, you know, cause we, we do it when we're talking about video games and other things where it's like, Oh, the game's on sale. Okay. It's on sale, but is this really something do, is this something that I really want or am I just buying it because it's on a really good, at a really good price. In some cases it's a really, really, really good price. And I'm like, I'm not going to pass it up because, you know, I think of it like if I play it eventually, and maybe it's a game that eventually I want to play, um, then maybe the price is good enough. But I I do like pause when I'm purchasing or when I'm thinking about purchasing something to specifically be like, am I, do I really, because I'm going to play it eventually, at least I hope I am. But sometimes I have to look at it and go, am I doing this because I want to play the game eventually or just because it's a low price? Because you don't, yeah. So I think that's... So that's where you get the the middle ground too of the things where like, (laughs) There's specific games like, for example, I'm still waiting on it, but Persona 5 Royal. Mm-hmm. I played Persona 5. I put 95 hours into Persona 5. I enjoyed Persona 5. Yeah. And I really wish that they had put Persona 5 Royal as a DLC to the game that I had already paid them for. But they didn't. They made it a completely separate skew. And so I said, when that game goes under $20, whether it's used or brand new, I don't care in this case because I've already bought the game from uh, from Atlas used a brand new under $20 I'll jump on it because I do want a physical copy of Persona 5 because it was an RPG that came to mean a little bit to me because I played it when my son was first born there's I have very specific memories of him sleeping on the couch next to me like I would feed him burp him let him fall asleep on the couch and I would go back to playing Persona 5 and so that's a memory that's always going to have so I wouldn't mind having a physical copy of the game but I'm not paying yeah (laughs) 
a new price for it. So whenever it does drop below that $20 line, I'm going to feel good about buying it because I sure. set that mark for myself. <laughs> sure, exactly, exactly. That, I think that's that's important. That that allows for someone, like you're saying, you, you can live within your means, you can play within your means and still enjoy it without, you know, without feeling guilty on some of those things. So uh, that's, that's hard. Like my swollen. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like your swollen. <laughs> I was, I was about to buy it. I was about to buy it and I had to pause because I'm like, I I just had to do my redo my AC. I had a big vet bill. I probably have more vet bills coming and other things. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe not right now because I had to be responsible about it because I knew that if I bought it, that meant I probably wasn't going to do my Black Friday spending that I plan on doing. So it's like, you know, pick your battles. I'm still going to I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to buy some games. Uh, I'm just going to wait for this world. Sakurai might be disappointed in you, though. What man? What? S- said Sakurai might be disappointed in you though. He he might be he might be, but uh, you know what? I'm uh, if if you could. <laughs> so my comment on this was how many swan songs does Sakurai get? Um, he's basically saying that. Uh, so Sakurai is the uh, creator and the lead of uh, for Smash Brothers, and basically has said that this may not be the end uh, for Smash. This may not be the end for him and for the series. Uh, I think would this be his third time? Like I think that I think that he said the last three times he was like, "This is the last game I'm gonna be I'm gonna play," and then either maybe I don't know if Nintendo gave him more money or he changed his tune. I don't know, but uh, yeah, this may not be the end of of Smash specifically with him. Um, now I'm just wondering, did Nintendo give him a little bit of money? Or uh, does he feel like he could leverage more money? Um, I honestly haven't looked up to see how much he's worth or anything. I'd imagine that he's has decent worth, but uh, I don't know. N- Nintendo. I feel like this. I feel like this really depends on Nintendo and like what they would give him for it. it says he's worth. I mean, and this is just a website that isn't really worth anything yeah. because I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of Pierce laugh. Uh, at googling herself and being like i'm not worth this much money and so this is an inter- the internet as it assumes it says he's worth 10 million which honestly he should be worth more because his game is the third highest selling game on switch uh behind only animal crossing and mario yeah. kart 8 deluxe so 24 million copies of this game the thing that i found interesting about this article was where he mentions one that he's not sure if it's over but two mm-hmm. that he doesn't think smash brothers is doable without him and there was a one of the things in, where he's talking about mm-hmm. uh that there was like there was versions of smash brothers without his work on it and i'm totally stealing this from listening to somebody else uh talk about it this week but they brought up a really good point of like uh what what did that look like <laughs> what did what did what did the stuff that doesn't have sakurai on it look like how bad was it for them to be like dude sakurai, you're not done you, yeah you got to come back and make ultimate i'm curious about that so if what he said was true that there are versions of smash where mm-hmm. he wasn't working on the game prior to ultimate yeah 
I, I would be inclined to believe him that they can't do Smash Brothers without him, at least not right now. <laughs> I think I think it'd be like doing Metal Gear uh, with, without uh, uh, Kojima, which which they probably will. I mean, well, they've, they've done Metal Gear games without him, uh, but the heart uh, just isn't there. Maybe that's that's how what he felt about it. Not to say it would be like an unplayable game, but maybe it just didn't have the right um, aesthetic. Um, I don't know. The, I mean, I, I'll say neither one of us are like are like huge Smash Brothers play, fans, so we can't tell you about the nuance. It's more, it's more respect than anything. Yeah, I, I I respect the guy and everything. I just I just mean like, uh, and that is a bold statement, but I'm not going to say it's that it's inaccurate. That it wouldn't be a a huge struggle unless they found someone else who could pull it off. You know you're gonna you know he's gonna put out a good product. That's really what it boils down to. There's not been a stinker among his work, so I get it. That is is pretty arrogant to say, but at the same time, I get it. Um, another thing arrogant to do. Speaking of uh, of of things that I wouldn't do is uh, <laughs> pirating and then throwing out some firmware so people could pirate on the Switch. So uh, the I love I love the headlines on this because the the headlines have all been talking about Bowser pleads guilty uh, to Nintendo Switch uh, hacking whatever like there's different headlines but they have to bring up his last name this is Gary Bowser uh, who is one of the lead hackers of Team Ex- uh, Executor um, which they've done stuff for Switch they've done stuff for Xbox in regards to hacking. Um, but he was okay. So he was the lead on this. Hacked the switch. Was able to essentially allow people to uh, play. Um, you know, hacked uh, play whatever uh, software that they wanted. I don't think they could download it, but I think that they could load it onto the switch. Um, they could download mm-hmm. it from the Nintendo Switch Store, I think. But you could load it. You could download it elsewhere and then load it on your switch. But he was only making a thousand dollars a month doing this. Like, yeah, I. I'm like, man, that's, I, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like, I'm just saying like, is it really worth it for a thousand dollars a month, uh, for, to, to do something like this, to try to make profit as opposed like, or would you rather just do it and then just do it anonymously and not make money? I would imagine that would be the better way to do it, <laughs> to not try to make money off people. I don't know. Well, what was crazy, I mean, obviously, by the way, you know, I, I say this as somebody who's hacked a device personally. Sure. I've hacked my Vita. It's right up there. I yeah. hacked my Vita. I've talked about it many times to put a memory card in it. Yeah. I, I did it so I could put a SD card in it and download all the Vita games that I bought and not have to worry about the store closing, yeah. things like that. Uh, whether you want to justify that or not, that's up to you. I It does start to cross that line, though, where like this is what you're advertising. But the thing that I'm wondering, though is the the article said that they've generated a lot of money for selling these devices and you're only getting paid a thousand dollars like what's your upkeep dude are you just buying like are you having to buy brand new switches 350 dollars every time you hack them how how long does that take to hack the switch you know, yeah. manpower, our power, shipping, like where is all maybe he was I was just looking at it from a business yeah. perspective. Yeah. It's like what's your overhead, dude, where you're making that much money, but you're not netting. Yeah. No, that I was much thinking money. about that too, because I was like, but you know, if you if you gener- so it generated tens of millions of dollars, um, 
how bad are you with money if you're only making a thousand? Was he was he hiring a bunch of people? Like you said, was it was it overhead? Did, did was he just spending it, or were they spending it? Because really, it's it's multiple people. But yeah, the the business as as a whole, um, he should have been pocketing way more than that. Uh, the so he is being forced to pay for was it four point five? I had it over here. Sorry, yeah, four point yeah, five million dollars. And he asked to essentially like play ball like with Nintendo and the investigators in, in regards to everything. He doesn't have $4.5 million, or I would assume he doesn't have $4.5 million. So this is going to be something he's going to be basically paying off uh, in payments to, to Nintendo. And I agree it's the principle of the thing. Uh, and I agree someone could say, you know, you, um, you know, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. But this isn't, this is literally putting him in like, you know, in debt to Nintendo for the rest of his life. Um, but child I mean, support, baby. Basically, <laughs> yep. I, I, I definitely, I don't disagree. It just makes me. It's it's sim- similar to when people were like pirating music back in like late '90s, early 2000s, when people were pirating music and they were like, oh, okay, well, uh, it's like twenty ten thousand dollars per song you had on your hard drive, and it was like a thousand songs. Like, when? How are you going to actually pay that off? Um, the answer on some of those is usually they don't um, with those type of copyright laws. But this one, this one, you go mad. bankrupt or something. Yeah, yeah, you go bankrupt and then you. I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. That's not how this works, Michael. You can't just declare bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, it probably what will happen. He'll probably end up. Someone will tell him, "Hey, this is what you should do," and then he'll have what I think that screws up your credit for like seven years or something like that. But um, yeah, it's going to be rough, but at the same time, like we don't condone that type of piracy. Like you said, you you hacked your your uh, your Vita. I've hacked a few of the consoles up here, specifically for those reasons of uh, either needing to expand memory or trying to get around uh, a possible uh, issue. Uh, and actually, I can kind of segue right up into the uh, PS5 update that came out because one of the things that I did uh, with the PS, I have hacked my PS3 for this was going to hack my PS4, but Sony uh, fixed it and now fixed it on the PS5. This is referring to what some people refer to as the CMOS uh, bomb or a CMOS battery uh, issue. Basically, if, you're, if your system can't check into the, to the servers, there's a little battery on your system that says you're still legit. If that battery goes out and you can't check into the server, um, used to be that you couldn't play any games. Uh, the PS3, you could play only physical games. PS4, you couldn't play physical or digital. Uh, Sony realized this because they realized people were hacking their devices to get around it. So they have now fixed it for your PS5 and your PS4. Uh, I don't think they've fixed the PS3, but I'll have to double check. Either way, this means it's no longer an issue and you don't have to hack your devices. And that's why I don't plan on hacking my PS5 or PS4 at this time because I don't have a, a need to. But if, if they didn't fix this, I would have hacked the PS5 uh, for it eventually. I hacked my PS3 for it, um, and I ain't even, I ain't even sorry. <laughs> uh, but there's no, there's no um, uh, you know, illegal games that I'm running off of it or anything. So it's not that sort of thing. It was specifically hacking it to say, I want to be able to you know, fix this issue. So glad that Sony did this for their PS5, and you, we don't have to worry about it now. I uh, see some dude on Reddit ran some PS3 testing and he removed the CMOS battery, disabled internet, 
and set an arbitrary date on a system to ensure like no PSN, mm -hmm. um, basically physical disc work. Uh, the trophy is still technically pop, but you can't sign into PSN without the CMOS. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that I, I guess I'm not seeing if he like downloaded digital games, but he said your account cannot be signed in because device activation is on real. So basically, yeah, your digital, Without, they, they haven't changed it on PS3, so yeah. you would have to actually replace your CMOS battery, yeah. three, so, which I've seen can be done. Yeah, but. it can be done. It can be done uh, if you if you want to do that. Uh, there's also p places that will do that for you. There's you know uh, different game shops and stuff that'll do repair and replace your battery for you. Um, I hacked my PS3, so I don't have to worry about that because of that same issue. Because of that knowing about that, uh, PS4 wouldn't play physical or digital games. If, if you had this uh, this scenario and the scenario we're talking about a lot of people are like well what it doesn't really matter but you know yeah, if you probably want, doesn't if you want but at the same people. time yeah but at the same time if you are like us and you decide hey I'm gonna go back and play some ps4 games or some ps5 games right in like 15 years Sony may have shut down those servers and in that case you can't play them if that battery doesn't work so um, yeah, it's not everyone who's going to have a problem with it, but uh, I definitely think from a retro gaming standpoint, like I said, 20 years from now, that's going to be that's going to be a, a, a big thing because people buying SNES right now, buying Super Nintendos and N64s, like you can just play the games. You don't have to worry about that, um, about that being an issue. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that's that's why we just need backwards compatibility, backwards yeah. compatibility in perpetuity starting now with ps4 generation with the xbox one generation with now the hopefully goodness mm -hmm. nintendo the switch generation this just needs to be a thing yeah. like i need to be able to play all my stuff on all my stuff forever yeah. because i'm giving you thousands of dollars yeah which which is going to be a weird one i i 100 agree with you switch is going to be a weird one because knowing nintendo they could switch formats so the in switching formats to say a disc um that means that your uh, physical games aren't backwards compatible um i would i would think the optical discs uh don't go away at least in the next generation because people keep saying oh this will be the last generation for it this will be the last generation for it um i feel like we've got we may have another generation of physical media uh, in us i i i don't have a preference for one or the other uh, i do like the, my physical collection though um but i don't think this will be the last of optical media meaning the ps6 will still have an optical drive or uh if it doesn't have an optical drive uh someone's i don't know they'll, they'll say it supports a usb 3.0 optical or something like that uh we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens because that's uh, down in the future um i did i did have a little little happy update on my on my sony tv that i won't spend too much time on but we had mm -hmm. uh, the sony tv that i have uh and a lot of the newer sony uh tvs and they specifically are talking about the xr it's not just the xrs that have it as uh some of the a80j a90j not the xr versions have this um they just got an update for vrr so variable refresh rate Funny enough, P PS5 doesn't support variable refresh rate right now. So uh, they got that update. I think the PS5 will get that soon. But the trailer we're, we're showing right now is that the uh, the PS5, the update for the, for the TVs allows essentially the PS5 uh, to recognize the TV that you're playing, the, the model. Uh, 
and adjust your HDR accordingly. If you're on game mode uh, and if you're watching movies, turning it off, it'll it'll adjust there. So essentially, it optimizes your TV because it knows the uh, the panel uh, of that TV, uh, which I think is really cool. This type of technology uh, ex has existed, uh, but Sony, be knowing their all of their TVs, um, they were able to to implement this. This would be something that theoretically um, Sony could uh, could allow if they wanted to detect other types of TVs, and Microsoft could do something similar, detecting the uh, the model of TV because it's not a proprietary mm. thing to detect it. So I don't think Sony has a has a reason to do that because they're you know they're trying to get sell those those uh, new TVs, but the technology is pretty cool to basically say your PlayStation can detect detect what type of TV you have and adjust accordingly. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I thought that it I thought that the PlayStation and both I think the Xbox does it to at least the one thing that I thought was cool yeah. that the that the series has that the PlayStation doesn't necessarily spit out every little detail for you. Yeah. So the Series X you pop it into your TV and it lists out every single thing yes. that your TV is capable of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, through the series and i think that's really cool. dope playstation just says you're running 4k whatever yeah, yeah. but it doesn't give you all the info that's one little output from series it's just a, it's just that nice touch of oh, like yeah. oh that was where i discovered i think that was actually how i discovered that i didn't have more than one hdr hdr port at yep. the time that the console came out where i was like why am i not getting hdr yeah. and it turns out only my hdmi one slot has HDR, the other two are just regular 4K. Yeah. So now what do I do? I manually swap out both of those. I tried to fix it with a switch. Yeah. And, and the the no, it didn't. I, mm. I went through three of them and then I got tired of spending money. So yeah, I was, I I was like, so now I just literally just walk up to the TV every time. I have a uh, a zip uh, okay. a, a zip so cable tight. that yeah. ties the cords right there together and I just swap them out. Yeah, well that works. Well this yeah this um no the PS5 and and, and the Series X they are detecting what the TV can do, but what Sony's basically doing, it's through uh, the, uh, uh, what is it, H, is it CEC or H, I can't remember the, the technology term, but basically it's not only detecting what your TV can do, but it knows the model because not all of, uh, so uh, sim well, similarly, the Xbox does do something similar and actually the Xbox displays everything. Sony has a lot of like, oh, just set it to automatic. And that's the PlayStation saying, I'm just going to detect it and I'll play I'll play what I think is best. This is going a step further in the type of HDR. Instead of doing the HDR calibration, it knows what your TV does already and it calibrates your HDR for you. Um, that's fun. And better, yeah, yeah. So it's, I agree though, I wish that Sony would do that kind of uh, uh, to tell you what you could and couldn't do. Um, it also may make you sad when you see all those red check boxes. Where it's like you can't do Dolby it, Vision. It does. You can't do that. <laughs> you don't um, have 120 hertz. Yeah, I will say that it's funny because mine, like, like my TV can do uh, 4K 120, or it can do Dolby Vision. So it's like you you can choose which one you want. You have to switch the out the input uh, to to a different one. So this obviously doesn't affect that many people unless you're buying the newer, higher end uh, Sony TVs. But it, it will be something. That I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if it gets rolled out for uh, for other TVs eventually. 
the new hotness. Yeah, I think I think it's nice. Uh, you know, I would say getting the TV, it's like it's almost like early adopting technology because I got it and it was like variable refresh rate. It's coming soon, and then I had no idea when it was going to come. So it's kind of cool that it comes out though. Yeah, I think I think that this kind of tech is one of those things where you can count on it mm-hmm. getting down there similar to like what we were talking about with proprietary memory and stuff like i saw um for example oled yeah so we got the swallow that we're talking about oled tvs are kind of chonky in terms of their price like if you want if you want a really solid oled but tcl which i'm a huge fan of in terms of mid-grade tvs i have a i have a tcl lcd Mm -hmm. uh, tv right now but i saw some dude on twitter like hey what's like you know a, a, a TV that you would get for gaming at 500 bucks. He was asking a guy that I follow. Yeah. And the guy's like, for 500 bucks, man, that's kind of low. And I just do a quick thing. I'm like, I wonder what 2021 TCL is doing. TCL has a QLED, the, the QLED. Nice. So, yep. you know, now that where you're like, can everybody just use one term for <laughs> OLED? But TCL has a QLED that was on sale for 550 yeah. Yeah. at on Amazon, 55 inch QLED. And I was like, Okay, I, I can't do it because I bought a new TV for God of War in 2018. So I yeah. I have like a there's like a statute of limitations on how many 55 inch to 60 inch TVs that that Owen can buy before his wife's like, do you what's, really need that? What's TV? your li- what's your limit though? Like, is it like every five years? Because I think that's I think five it's, years is reasonable. It's it's probably in there somewhere because yeah. right now right now I have two 40s mm-hmm. that are just 1080p's okay. in. In other rooms, and then I have the 55 yeah. 4K. Gotcha. And so what would happen is I would throw out one of the 40s, move yep. the 55 somewhere else. I sold mine on just Facebook kind of Marketplace. Shuffle. So, I mean... I'm really bad about doing that kind of thing, only because I'm. It, there's probably some laziness to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to deal with it. I'm like, I'll just donate it if I actually want to get rid of it. I, I was going to say, I have things like in my, my office closet where I'm like, I'm going to sell that because I replaced something and I'm like, oh, I'll just sell, I'll just sell the old one and then I don't get around to it. Um, but yeah, TVs, I did the shuffle. I did the shuffle on those. So um, yeah, I mean, I think QLED's I'd love to mount one in here for no reason whatsoever. For no reason, I don't spend yeah. a whole lot of time in here, but just, just as a, an exercise, I've never mounted a TV oh, you haven't? Okay. before. I've, you know, I've mounted a bunch of shelves, yeah. obviously, but uh, I've never mounted a TV, so as an exercise, mm-hmm. my off, you know, I would love to mount one in the office just, just to do it. The big ones are obviously <laughs> a little more scary to to do it, um, but but they they do well, they do well. But um, if it was one of these insignias that I've now had, because I've had both my forty inch insignias, which great budget brand for people who just just wanted a tv yeah got them from best buy for i think 200 each at the time and you yeah. can probably get them for cheaper now but one of those things where it's like this is a tv that i really don't care about if i happen to drop it yeah okay i, I mounted especially it's an I, it older has one. gotten its lifespan it's, yeah it's gotten yeah. its lifespan we've got an older we got one that we got on uh on black friday um that i mounted in the uh, at the bedroom and uh, for years we were like, oh, we're not going to have a TV in the bedroom because we're there to, to decompress and read. It's not shouldn't be another room to watch TV. Um, we lasted eleven years. Yeah, eleven years before we Good ended up putting a TV in there. Um, I put put it uh, and we don't it lasted until we got married. Yeah, <laughs> until and we got married, and they got the house. Who it's, was when we got the house? We yeah. moved one in there. Did you both want the TV, or was there only was there one of you that? 
No, it was only it's because I bought that 4K for okay for for God of War, yeah. and I wasn't gonna throw away a TV, and so that it was like, sense. all right, that makes sense. That, no, I get that. I mean, yeah, and it and it then became one of those things where I I'm mainly the watcher after the after bedtime, but it became okay. a good thing because if I'm in there playing a video game in the living room and she really doesn't want to. Yeah. sit there and she wants to go lay in bed it became a thing that she can go do but for that first you know couple of years we were married yeah um, she could put on her trash tv or whatever when she wants to just well, zone and then, out or yeah well and then what you discover is if you have apple tvs mm-hmm. your airpods dude you can just change the sound in the apple tv mm-hmm. menu robert showed me this he's in the chat now but robert showed me this last year game changer yeah of if you have apple tv you change the audio and you're just listening to this stuff in your AirPod, no partner disturbance. So if you're like awake after they are, yeah. like the only thing you got to worry about is the light. But if they're okay sleeping with with like a lamp on and whatever, it becomes a nice thing of I just sit there and, you know. That's cool. Watch a little something. That's cool. Yeah, I was going to say I don't have an Apple TV, uh, but that that is definitely something that I would uh, – would uh, would do with the Apple TV. The dog has uh, joined us again, as he did last week. He learned how to open this door, apparently. So let me put him up real quick. Freaking Velociraptors. He, basically, basically, he's he's huge and he's way too smart for his own good. But yeah, let me put him up real quick. Yeah. Uh, in other, in a completely non sequitur, Blizzard is going through it. Uh, we had recently. Obviously, everybody knows what's going on with Blizzard if you listen to this podcast or pay attention to video games at all. But they've been having some problems on the on the sexual harassment side of things for several years. They've been making lots of changes. We commented last week that the um, the CEO who's been there forever, who made one hundred and fifty million dollars last year, has now reduced his salary to the California minimum. For salary, so sixty-two thousand, I think, was the price, and no stock options uh, until they make this right. Which who's going to make that determination? But they had put two people in charge of Blizzard. So this is Kodak is the guy in charge of Activision as a whole. Um, but they put a joint venture of uh, Jen O'Neill and mm-hmm. I think the other dude's name is Ibarra. Um, yeah, both. That both decently respected people in the industry. Well, Jin three months in is already like, I'm out. I'm going to go work for this organization that Blizzard said that they would give a million dollars to, even though they're not owned by Blizzard. It's just an organization for, um, I think promoting equality in, in the yep. industry, it's something like that. Women in gaming, it's a nonprofit. Women in gaming. Yeah. Uh, so some people were reading a lot into that in saying that, that tells you how bad it is at blizzard and i think that there's probably something to that but at the same time if she made her bag already if she got her bag of money it's probably also a lot less stressful going to like (laughs) going from a very hotbed of the gaming industry has Mm -hmm. their eyeballs on you what are you doing to change things right now to i work for this organization that's already doing good things and it's probably already like in a a good thing in everybody's mind yeah and yeah. i i you I know agree. maybe i don't need to make a ton of money anymore i don't know there's probably there's probably i wouldn't want to work for blizzard right now it could, well <laughs> and a lot of people are like oh she shouldn't have taken the job i mean it could also be a timing thing i've seen a lot of times where not necessarily that 
uh, she was leveraging her position uh, to, to get another position at Staples or anything like that. But uh, I've, I've seen a lot of times where someone started a role and just timing wise, something happened and someone reached out to them and then they were like, I am so sorry, I gotta, I gotta do something, I gotta do this other thing. Um, and sometimes the time I don't know that really she good. like had an option really because she worked for the mm -hmm. didn't she work wasn't she the head of the company that made yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah. remake yep they and, just um, got absorbed last week they got they got absorbed and... <laughs> yeah but she was promoted three months ago but it may but yeah. like you said it may have been it may have been something where they reached out and said hey we're gonna you know we're promoting you as opposed to yeah so and like I, said, I just feel like I'm, the writing was on the wall and then she's like maybe i didn't want to be the in charge of your crap studio i enjoyed my awesome studio over here that was well respected yeah. and we made we made a diablo 2 remake that people liked we made tony hawks 1 and 2 that people like we let we made and, a crash yeah. that people liked and now you're pulling me over here where the people who are like don't you have phones i don't want to be in charge of this that's company. why i put this that's why i had to put this up because i was like just the failure of of this whole presentation um no, and I agree. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people scrutinizing her. I mean, we're sitting here talking about someone that we don't know and their uh, of her situation and everything. Yeah. Um, pure but, speculation. Pure, on pure speculation. I don't. I don't know why she made the choice. I mean, it seems like from her history and then this choice may have been she was like, you know what? I don't think this is me. Like, not only the position but the environment. That's a lot of stress to to walk into that type of position knowing knowing the dysfunction and knowing the the scrutiny that's going on knowing the ire knowing the, the focus that's on you um good for her to be like you know what um if that's the reason that she exited good for her uh, if it's not um more you know hopefully she doesn't feel like you know um like there was a lot of bad press about any of this because like you know more power to her what if she's following the path she wants to follow, it seems like a very positive path for her to go into. It's uh, women in games. Sorry, I said gaming, but it's close. Uh, but as a nonprofit, that's that's a great uh, that's a great cause. Seeing um, more uh, women in gaming, more get, more women getting into STEM overall is great. Getting into the science and everything. Um, so happy for her to do that. Uh, let's see how Ybarra does in regards to his position and how Blizzard's going to do. But it has. It has not done well for their sales of uh, Diablo 2 and, and other games, and also players online playing Overwatch and other games has plummeted uh, this year, um, which I will say I bought Diablo 2. I've enjoyed it, and I know that I'm sitting, I'm buying, I'm sitting here paying Blizzard money, even though I don't condone a lot of the things that they're doing. Um, we usually save up for our, with our wallets, but I'm glad at least there's some integrity with some people in gaming. Maybe not me for Diablo 2, but uh, some people saying, you know what, I'm not going to support that. I don't need it. I'll wait or I'll buy it used for Diablo 2 or whatever. Um, I, I almost, when I read the headline, I almost was like, good, when I saw that they weren't making money. Um, because I, I want that to hurt their bottom line, so they really make impactful changes. I don't want them to make temporary changes until uh, the focus goes away, which is what I think a lot of them are, are, are. A lot of companies feel like they're like, oh, just let the bad press go away, and we'll we'll continue status quo. Um, so, I don't have yeah. I and honestly, they're going to run into a problem here because as part of what came up. So this came up during their stockholder meeting i mm -hmm. think or their earnings report one of the two and they said that diablo 2 is actually like the sales wise isn't 
terrible, but it is bad, like compared to something that you want to sell. Yeah. Like they did come on and say that Diablo 2 is their highest first week seller for a remaster. And I'm like, how many remasters have you guys done? Because I think it's only a few. Yeah. And so you you know, it's one of those like I don't even know the right word for where you're sugarcoating it, maybe, yeah, and yeah. where you're saying like, "Yeah, it did great," but they're, it's really not doing great. The but facts. they're playing with the facts. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the problem: so they were going to be making they were Overwatch 2's in development. It's been in development for mm-hmm. quite a while. Yeah, um, they have not been updating Overwatch. I heard from a buddy of mine that plays it quite a bit in this Discord. He said that Overwatch One hasn't been updated since 2020. So we're now at the end of 2021. So and when we say updated, we say like major updates. So like character maps, etc. So because they think they were counting on it coming out around. But honestly, when you have Call of Duty updating their game until like the end, like Cold War, the updates start to suck, like right around two or three months before Vanguard comes out. Right. The the season passes are a little lackluster, but they're still adding. Yeah content in there that you can do and then vanguard comes out overwatch stopping last year that was a little surprising to me um to hear that from him how there's not much going on there so now overwatch 2 getting delayed until like 2023 so they're essentially killing overwatch unless they decide to give overwatch an update overwatch just is what it is until overwatch 2 comes out that's bad which you can't do Um, in an online game like this online competitive game like that's death you're right yeah diablo 4 delayed till 2023 likely what have they been doing with diablo 3 i know that it's on game pass i know that you can play like the full version which i actually meant to do because i still have to this day never played diablo 3 so i should download that and i think i did one one evening and just like many of my game pass downloads just goes by the wayside but you can play diablo 3 on game pass right now but are they still updating that probably they not they are actually looked, they are looked yeah okay good. season 25 introducing demonic okay. powers um, cool i haven't played diablo 3 in a long time uh but yeah apparently okay. they're still they're still that's a that is okay. a rabbit that's fan base. i mean yeah. that's good then that's good then that they're keeping that game going mm-hmm. to till you know hopefully diablo 4 but the in wow is having people they're still they're still healthy but they're not healthy in the way that they would want because they're still losing lots and lots of players i still think they have like four or five million subs which is is quite a bit but people have been leaving wow and droves final fantasy 14 is at its highest member count ever yeah dirty little thing that i did yesterday i downloaded the ps5 version of final fantasy 14 on my playstation and bought a 60 day time card i still hasn't i still haven't logged in but i, I was like i was, I, was I don't know I, the time like card a moment of, do you have to it, wait okay sorry go ahead go ahead no you i activated it so okay, i could okay. have not but i activated it to really like push myself i'm like if you're gonna if you're gonna try and play this game you got t minus 60 to do it but in a moment of weakness i was like <laughs> i was literally scrolling through my downloads right like yeah. you know just i don't know if you ever do this just go through your game library i just i was like oh i got a ps5 up there push the let's just push the button so i pushed the button because i kind i'm curious to see how good it looks on ps5 i want to know what they did to it i'm like did they add some graphical updates is it just that it's running smoother like it became a curiosity thing Shadowbringers is supposed to be an excellent expansion that i haven't finished 
there's a new expansion about to come out. I'm probably not going to bump into that new expansion, but I wouldn't mind finishing the one that I do own. Yeah. Um, it, it was definitely like, I don't think I'm going to play it that much. I think I'll probably log into it a couple times. The card cost me, I think, like 20 bucks. But if I get a few okay. hours of entertainment. But people are leaving WoW yeah. for things like FF14. New stuff is coming out all the time. I Blizzard's going to come back. Yeah. I'm just wondering if Blizzard comes back anytime soon. I mean, I hope so. Because, I mean, I'm a Blizzard fan. So, obviously, I want it to, to come back. It's just a question of, like, is it going to come back? Is it going to be the Blizzard that we know? Or is it going to be something different do they need to reinvent themselves um i don't know like i don't think that this will completely kill uh kill them but it's gonna no. be rough it's because they be have really what was funny from the screen cap that they posted showing up the and somebody i just saw like a random comment on twitter that made the point so they basically like boasted their like major franchises it was yeah. like call of duty world of warcraft uh diablo I think Overwatch was there, and then Candy Crush was on the end. So on the bookends, though, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Call of Duty and Candy Crush. Yeah. And it, somebody was like, I just think it's so funny for Candy Crush to be up there. And then somebody was like, they're literally holding up the other yep. <laughs> pieces of the business. You yep. have Candy Crush and Call of Duty bringing in the ducats. Which, and, yeah. well, <laughs> which is crazy, which is crazy. But that's how that is. That is mo- modern gaming, as much as I hate to think about it that way. Um, modern gamers, uh, gamers 2021, younger, the younger, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, there's a lot of people who are in our camp who will say things like, oh, well, that's casual gaming or that doesn't count. It's a, it's a game. It's the new age, bro. And it's making money. So as much as I'm, I mean, I got hooked on Candy Crush for a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, like, I don't think it's the same in my opinion but at the same time it's a game and it's making money so therefore i can't really i I can't i can't disagree it's that's facts you know yeah 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 honestly that's where some people are worried about single player gaming is that um the what the kids of today have grown up on in terms of content like the reason why somebody like me for example Mm -hmm. complains about how long assassin's creed valhalla is right i think assassin's creed valhalla and the last three so origins uh what came after origins uh unity no no sorry uh origins and odyssey right odyssey origins odyssey valhalla three very bloated games in my opinion Mm -hmm. i think that there's too much stuff to do and that is a thing speaking to this current generation of people who grew up on games with like roblox and fortnite and all these games that are just you you make one payment or you don't even pay anything and there's just endless hours of content and so that's where some people fear the the single player experience go away going away yeah i say that's never going to happen there's always going to be independent developers and everything that that goes on it just is there going to be a triple a shift at some point that's why you have to you don't have to, but if you want them to stick around, that's why you have to support the Sonys of the world. That's why you have to support the Xboxes of the world as long as they put out some new ones. And we're going to see Age of Empires got good ratings from, oh, what, yeah. I, from yeah. what I saw. I'm sad that it's not on console. I really wish that they... And well, I thought it was. It, just it's, in not? A, it's not. At least in it. Oh. Like, if you can't figure it out for controller, make it, like, console download 
mouse and keyboard required because my series could definitely run that game and there's yeah. no reason not to in my opinion i think that that's a miss on their part for for leaving that fours is about to come out we'll see what halo is in december but sony is still on that first that you know will give you single player experiences yeah. xbox is on that nintendo is on that you still have to support those single player experiences if you want them to to keep sticking around otherwise you're just giving them ammunition to be like well f it let's just make a free-to-play microtransaction game like genshin impact because yeah exactly because they keep coming out with not that genshin is bad by the way yeah yeah but it's if you're if no one's buying them then they're going to make less of them and that's just economics which i i get uh it is i mean video games are art and a business um, and the art is always going to be there. It's the problem is the money's not always going to be there if you know if we don't uh, you know support them. Um, two quick things uh, over actually over on the Microsoft side, but as we kind of close off the show, wanted to just talk briefly on on uh, on this. Sega have a, has a new partnership, announcing new partnership with Microsoft, uh, a strategic uh, alliance. Uh, they are talking about making some new uh, a new game or new games. Um, I think this is interesting when they just, you know, had that deal with Nintendo as well to get on the Nintendo expansion pack. Like Sega got money off that. Sega's getting money off this. We're, we're seeing Sega somehow, somehow survived the console wars and is, is still in there. Thankfully with some, some investors like Microsoft and others, um, do you think they're working like do you think that they're working on something like in revitalizing like an IP or do you think this is Microsoft just saying we know you have value and and we're just going to keep we're going to let you make money while we make money off of you. What do you think? Well, the thing that I don't understand is the cloud the cloud platform thing. So the the thing says we'll see the Japanese gaming giant develop games using the xbox firm's azure cloud platform Mm -hmm. so the thing that's hard for me to understand like is that so the deal which has been agreed to in principle will see it produce large-scale global games in a next generation dev environment yeah so dev environment built on microsoft so is it saying that they're basically saying you can use azure so that you guys can work from home like i didn't I, think, I could. I didn't know how to read that. I think they're referring to the. I don't think it's for that. I think it's referring to the infrastructure for XCloud is what I think. Um, but they didn't call it XCloud, so I don't know. Um, uh, I, I I don't know exactly I, where that comes in, but I would imagine. I would imagine that it has something to do with with XCloud uh, or I don't know why they, they would call it Azure and not XCloud in this because working from home like okay well the majority of companies are work from home uh virtual desktops like doing a desktop in citrix environment or an azure environment or something that's that's kind of not necessarily a new norm but a lot of companies are doing that yeah maybe maybe they're talking about developing instead of so it's not necessarily working from home but instead of developing with traditional hardware like a big pc like i have maybe they're talking about using azure to crunch uh uh for that i don't know so that that was the part that threw me off what i mean this is totally console war stuff yeah this this is absolutely i mean they saw a slew of success of bringing yakuza to game pass yep um i i think that that 
Sega is definitely in a renaissance for themselves. I mean, they saw huge popularity. I mean, I know that it's still a niche game, and, pro- and so by huge popularity, it's still probably only sold five million. I've never actually seen Persona Five sales numbers. Yeah, uh, it's 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 so, been a renaissance for them, and it's like a slow renaissance that's been going on. Persona Five did three point two. Okay. Royal did two. Strikers did one. So the Persona Five franchise, that's still you know six six million copies in games, mm-hmm. which again is huge for you know for a RPG series. Um, so Sega's been doing some cool stuff. Yakuza literally see saw this turnaround where I've heard I started like a dragon. I still have it. Um, but I've heard amazing things about yeah. Like a Dragon. Um, I, that's on Game Pass now as well, I believe. I bought it. Um, they're going through some things. They still can't. They still can't make a good Sonic game, and that's unfortunate. But I'm How okay sad with that. Is that. But they 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 own so much stuff. Shimigami Tensei huh? Five comes out this month. The Shimigami Tensei Three. I think remaster on switch that came out a month or two ago uh and i think was well received i know i know personally a lot of i know a lot of rpg nerds that are very big fans Mm -hmm. uh of the series i'll let you know if uh, they're difficult from what i've heard compared to say persona so if you haven't played persona 5 that's actually where i would point point you first yeah uh unless unless you want a challenge um honestly it's a little scary to me the same reason why a company like Bethesda yeah. was scary is just I don't I don't want some of the stuff going <laughs> certain places. I mean, not that Vanillaware is owned by Sega. Vanillaware is not, but they you know, Aegis Rim, Thirteen Sentinels, one of my favorite games of this decade, was published by Atlas, which is owned by Sega. That's on PS4 only. Persona 5, Persona is a Sony franchise. Yeah. Um you have the Shimigami Tensei games. I think is five just Switch. Shimigami Tensei. I don't know. I thought that was on S- PlayStation as well. I may be wrong. SMT five Switch exclusive. So I don't know if it's timed or not, but you know that's the hard thing that starts to get with these giant companies. Where if you're announcing these partnerships, does that mean does does Persona Six come to xbox only like is that a is that a reality that we could live in we could (laughs) i don't know if it's going to happen but it's a possibility it's a possibility depends on how deep that that uh you know that agreement goes um which i i understand i'm a complete hypocrite on by the way because i don't care that final fantasy 16 is is starting out as an exclusive to playstation 5 and final fantasy 7 remake still is not on Xbox. We we had the understanding that it was a one year exclusivity. Where is it? Where's where's the game? Like, are they just is Sony not bought? Or I mean, is Square not bothering because we're like, well, we're still working on the others. Like, we'll figure that out or, later. Or they're not. I don't know. Or they're not ready because they didn't finish it on Xbox because it wasn't as much of a priority. Uh, could be a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking of uh, of things maybe not being a priority or being a priority, we don't know about it. Um, so GoldenEye just got unbanned. Excuse that uh, music plan, because that was not supposed to be happening. I don't think anybody else heard it except for you, but you got to hear some... <laughs> you got to hear the GoldenEye soundtrack. Uh, GoldenEye has yeah. just been unbanned in Germany. It's been banned 
since or 20 is for 24 it's years uh it's been banned um i you know the the game being unbanned in germany is is interesting because it does have to be reviewed to be unbanned um so a lot of people are pointing at this possibly being uh, a re-release of, uh, of GoldenEye, uh, Nintendo, because this has been tied up with Nintendo as well as Rare uh, in regards to the rights of the game. Uh, so rumor is that essentially Nintendo is going to release this, say, on the Nintendo expansion pack um, to get players to uh, to come over there and play some N64. Um, we've both talked about how we feel about GoldenEye. Um, I love GoldenEye, but it is not aged well. So, yeah. don't know if this is actually going to happen um, because we're talking about the review of the original game, not like a remake or remaster. Which, by the way, this is like a this is like a fan remaster here. GoldenEye Source. Mm. It looks good and it's free um, to the point where I was like, maybe I'll check it out. It's a on it's a multiplayer only, so you can't go through the uh, the campaign, which is unfortunate because I do love the GoldenEye campaign. Uh, but so there's no reason to play that. If it doesn't have the campaign, I love the campaign. Yeah, uh, you can play online with of, other people. One of the great early first-person games. Yeah. Honestly, that's what made the game. Even though it was fun multiplayer, that's what made the game for me was how good. Yeah. Of a campaign it was. It was fun. It's a great campaign. Yeah. This, this is on. This is online only. But I I kind of do hope that that we get um, uh, get it on on Switch. I would like a remaster. Like I'd like to clean it up and give it those modern controls. We're getting that with Grand Theft Auto. So Grand Theft Auto Trilogy is going to have modern controls uh, for for its game. Modernize uh, GoldenEye so that way you can uh, you can aim. You know, give it the twin stick treatment so that way you can actually aim uh, up and down without stopping and holding the R button to aim down and up. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh... I don't know. I think I think it's going to I think it would have a licensing problem. Yeah. Is the other thing. I think that I I don't I don't ever see this game coming back uh to anything. It's possible, yeah. I guess, but just due to the fact that it's a licensed product with uh with James Bond, with the GoldenEye team name, with any everything associated with it with likenesses mm-hmm. uh and stuff, I don't know that it would ever come back. I don't have a problem with it coming back other than that it's old yeah like you would really need to to upgrade to make me ever play it again i played uh i played in beat um uh, i didn't mention it because i just literally just picked up my 3ds and yeah I, but i played in beat did a Star Fox 64 run oh yeah uh on my 3ds discovered that my left that the left button on my 3ds is no longer working uh which is making me sad because i, I need to see if it's needed in in uh, ocarina or or not or if i have to find myself a new 3ds or go buy a, one of those like 2ds xls or something but that made me a little sad uh doing that because i couldn't do a left barrel roll so i'm like sitting uh, here I'm like why why am i only right barrel rolling like what's going on and then i couldn't hover with the tank i don't know um, if you need left but it, do you need uh does it cover as z as well or no if it's separate i think I you know. may be okay yeah yeah i haven't i've never booted up uh, Zelda 64 but I was planning on playing that in this next year or so just kind of seeing if I still think that Majora's is better than OOT with, with some quality of life upgrades but gotcha. I, I don't know if Goldeneye comes I'm, I'm happy for it I know that it's like much beloved but at, this, but at the same time it's also 
just everything about it is old you can't do it anymore yeah it's it is, it is <laughs> and that was part of what i felt doing Star Fox 64 where I was just like just some of this feels old. They did with the 3D upgrade they did like add to where you mm-hmm. could uninvert the stick because if you recall Star Fox 64 was, was inverted. Which I hate. Uh, yeah. And it's I didn't hate it at the time but now I'm just it's yeah. just a thing. <laughs> I know some people like people are in one camp or another uh, when it comes to inversion. Uh, and, and I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Let us know in the comments what camp you're in. Are you an inverted player or, or, or not inverted? Do you turn that off or on? Uh, does it bother you because you like the logic of how you fly planes? Because I don't know. Let us know in the comments what, which one you are and, and why. And we'll see you next time.